0: Do you love thirty for thirties? Yeah, I, do. I sure you, do. You should
1: produce one. I, I love one. I remember he played for the Memphis Showboats, mm. and I covered him in 1985 at the USFL. Wow. And the the Memphis Showboats at the Liberty, okay. at, at the Liberty Bell Field.
0: Could we cover Draymond now? Yes, please. Cool. I'm okay. sorry. i a no. I interrupted. No, no. It was you interesting. You interesting tidbit. Honestly, okay, very good. Uh, Warriors. Draymond, <laughs> you're the best. Draymond Green was ejected for the third time this season after a flagrant foul. The foul occurred with 8:23 left in the third uh in phoenix when green swung and hit yusuf nurkic in the hand while defending him in the head excuse me green will await a league office review for the possibility of another suspension he was banned five games after putting rudy gobert in a headlock on november 14th here's Dre and nurkic on what went down
2: as you know i'm not one to apologize for things i meant to do but i do apologize to yusuf um because i didn't intend to hit him uh I sell calls with my arms. I don't fall to sell a call. I don't, I'm not a flopper. So I was just selling the call because he was grabbing me and pulling my hip back. So I spun away, and unfortunately, I hit him.
3: What's going on with him? I don't know. Personally, I feel like that brother needed the help. And I'm glad he not tried to choke me, but at the same time, it had nothing to do with basketball, man. Like I'm just out there trying to play basketball. You know, they're swinging.
0: All right, let's bring in the one and only Brian Windhorst. Wendy, top of the morning to you. Afternoon for some folks. Uh, Wendy, what's your reaction to this latest incident by Draymond Green?
4: Well, I can't believe he went and said what he said after the game. Um, you didn't have in that clip, but he also said it was bad luck that he hit him. I mean, uh, it was a completely wrong tact. Whatever the suspension is, I'd give another game just for the way he handled that post-game press conference. Now, look, if this was just any average player who had no history, it would be a flagrant two foul. The league would review it this morning. They would talk to the player. They would probably suspend that player a game, maybe two, because it looked like there was a windup we've already seen over the last two suspensions which is just amazing to use that verbiage to talk about the history of suspensions just this calendar calendar year but in the previous two suspensions joe dumars who was the head of discipline in the nba has said on the record in the press release that those were treated more severely because of Draymond's history. So we know that there is a Draymond Green multiplier. So in a vacuum, if another player in this situation will be suspended one to two games, Draymond Green gets multiplied, and I think you're looking at five to six games. What I can't account for is what Stephen and I talked about in the last hour, which is if they want to go beyond the protocol and send a message. And that is half of this situation. Is the league going to send a message to Draymond or is it going to follow the standard protocol that it would with the Draymond multiplier? And I know that that sounds crazy, but that is how they have operated over this last year. And so that is what I am looking at. They gave him five games and said it was worse because of his history on the Grudy Gobert thing. They gave him one game when it was borderline on whether whether he should have been suspended or not when he stepped on Sabonis and said it was because of his past acts. So the question is, do they change that or do they get or do they follow that along? And one more thing I want to say there's two different things going on here. There is definitely what the suspension is going to be, what the punishment is, and all the fallout from that, and who thinks this and who thinks that. But what is also happening here is that he is crushing the Golden State Warriors. This is a vital season for them. They are spending, including luxury taxes, four hundred million dollars on this roster. It is the most expensive team in the history of American sport. They are holding on to trying to get one more title out of this group. They ejected Jordan Poole from this team basically because of his issues with Draymond to hold this thing together. You got Steve Kerr on the last year of his contract. You got Clay Thompson on the Last year of his contract. The team is below 500. Steve Kerr had been moving towards something for weeks, and at halftime of this game last night, he decided to bench Kevon Looney and Andrew Wiggins and put Draymond at center because he wasn't getting what he needed. They're trying to beat the Suns in Phoenix without Kevin Durant. They need this game. That's why Draymond was guarding Yusef Nurkic, and he Gets ejected and they end up falling apart down the stretch of this game because he's not in there. He ends up benching Clay Thompson at the end of this game as well. So they are absolutely trying to save this team. They're trying to keep their fingers in the dam on keeping this, this together. And I want to point out, they are two and five this year in the games that Draymond has either been suspended for or ejected from. That means that he's very important to them. And now he is facing some suspension again, undercutting what they're doing. The, the insult to this isn't just to the players that Draymond is affecting with this behavior. It's an insult to his own team, who is hugely invested in trying one last run to get another title for this group.
2: Hey Amen. Couldn't have said it better myself, Wendy. There's, there's no doubt about it. And I'll tell you something right now. Draymond's whole career is in jeopardy right now. We just we just got to get to that point where we're willing to highlight what's transpiring here. And I don't mean his, in terms of jeopardy as it pertains to getting thrown out the league. I don't think anything will be that extreme. But I do think that I think we need to keep ourselves open to the possibility this could be his last season at Golden State. You might look at Joe Up and say, I, I've had enough of this. Because let me tell you something that I know, and everybody knows I know Mr. Up, even though I haven't spoken in a while with him. This man spends an awful lot of money, and he is a high-end competitor. He believes on getting his money's worth in anything he chooses to invest in, and when it does not happen, heads will roll. That's how this dude operates. I'm not going to call him, uh, Dougie, uh, George Steinbrenner-esque but he's pretty damn close. He really, really is. He can get that way. And I'm telling you right now, he can't be happy with Draymond Green putting himself in positions to get suspended and missing games. But there's another component to all of this. Once upon a time when, you know, Barkley, you know, you know, my brother continues to lie to the public about wanting to retire. One minute he's talking about retiring, and the next thing he's talking about how much he steals money doing this job every day with his lying self, but I love him to death. But what we talked about, Charles Barkley, ultimately one day walking away from this, you had people talking about Draymond being a successor. You don't hear that now. You hear people talking about Draymond having problems. Now, I'm uncomfortable with that. I don't like it. I'm usually inclined and prone to come to his defense. But when you put people in a position like Wendy and I, and right now as individuals who cover this league, and we, and we have to comment and speak on things of this nature where there is no defense for it. And particularly when you being as bright as you are, you are warned consistently, warned consistently. Listen, we're going to take your past transgressions into consideration. He's been lamenting for the last couple of years how his past transgressions come into play when a decision is made or when commentary is given about him. That means, you know, and then to go into a post game conference one time months ago, you ain't apologizing. Another time, you know what? It's just me and Draymond's going to be Draymond. Last night, you know, it it was an accident or whatever its bad luck rather no the league office is meeting right now and it's Dumas but it's not just him it's with various officials including Commissioner Adam Silver and we can talk about Joe Dumas all we want to I assure you this decision will be strongly manipulated by Adam Silver It's that simple. And if Adam Silver wanted to I remind you. Now, this is one has nothing to do with the other, Wendy, before I go to Doggy. One has nothing to do with the other. John Moran and the trouble that he got in. Okay? That is not the same as what transpired with Draymond on the court. We get that. But the flip side to it is that... Adam wanted to send a message primarily because he felt lied to because John Morant looked him in the face reportedly told him one thing and then went back and was a repeat offender of the transgression in question. Well, what are they going to say about Draymond? They're going to say, have we not talked to this guy? Have we not looked him in the face? Has he not looked us in the face? Did we not have these conversations? And I think they're going to bring down the hammer. I'm fearful now. I think, I think 10 games is automatic. I would not be surprised if it's 15 to 20, doggy.
1: 100%. I agree with you there. I think it might be at least 10 and then beyond. We'll see. Listen, I think the one thing that folks who are close in the NBA have to think about with Draymond Green, Steve loves him. He knows him. Wendy covers him. Probably has had a lot of interaction with him. He's a smart guy. Izzo loves him, everything else. The average fan out there has had enough. Yeah. I think people have to understand that. And you want to consider me the average fan? Go ahead. Go ahead. Look at me. I'm the average fan. I watch a lot of the NBA. I followed it for 60 years. I, I love the NBA.
2: Well, you talk to the average fan every day.
1: I do. And yeah. they've had enough of Draymond Green. Really? I got a roof for this guy again. This guy is up to this nonsense again. He has folks in the league who sort of think he's the greatest guy in the world. Basketball IQ is off the charts. He gets a little carried away. But boy, what a great guy he is. The average fan out there. Does not think that. The average fan out there thinks, I got to say it, I'm going to be honest, thinks Draymond's a clown. Hurts his team, always in trouble, maybe a little overrated. He's on a perfect team with his defense and his rebounding. The average fan, and that's the fan who sits there at the arenas and buys the tickets. The average fan doesn't have any sympathy for Draymond Green. And I think people at times in the NBA forget that. The average fan—it's a bad look for the NBA that this constantly happens with this guy, time and time and
2: time. So what again. do you do, so what do you think the average fan wants? I'm I think when it comes to Draymond, how about That's twenty-five it. games? You think the average? Fan, you' think not the average, get that. You think the average fan believes that Draymond Green should be suspended as long as John Morant was suspended? I'm just
1: well, because it's the third and fourth time and okay. he just got suspended. Uh, listen, that's probably a little strong. I think the average fans fed up with Draymond. They don't want to root for him. They don't want to care about him. And I think that's a problem. I think that's a bigger issue than the fact that he's suspended 10 games. He's a huge star. He's, won, he's going to the Hall of Fame. He's won the four championships. And the NBA, NBA fan says, ah, you know, I could care less Wendy, about Draymond Green. That's w- a
0: problem. Wendy, real quick, If you think if he gets like a 10-15 game, a, yeah. a really heavy suspension, you think he cleans it up?
4: No. Um, he's not a sympathetic figure. He doesn't want to be a sympathetic figure. If the NBA operates like it has in the past – It'll be five-ish games. It would be a change of protocol if they change from that. And I'm, I'm waiting to see if, what happens.
2: I, I think, Wendy, I think it's going to be a minimum of 10 games. I, I, I mean, listen, well, I, I don't me. know. I don't know. Um, I'm not, I don't wish for anything negative. Uh, but I can't imagine they gave him five games for the last transgression and it's going to be another five games yeah, no. I no, I, no, I can't see that. I, just, I right, just can't
0: see it. Uh, Sam, our producer, do I have time? Okay, okay. I want to get into some other ejections that happened last night. Two-time MVP Nikola Jokic was ejected last night with a little over a minute remaining in the second quarter after missing a shot and looking for a foul call. Jokic was given a tech, immediately ejected from the game on Serbian Heritage Night in Chicago, drawing booze from the crowd. Here's Jokic on that ejection.
3: I'm just happy that we didn't play Serbia this game. It's going to be really fun to see how it will be ended. You know, so it was interesting, you know. It is what it is. Some guys can say whatever. I think sometimes what I said is not even a technical. So it is what it is. I cross the line, but sometimes that that war doesn't cross the line. So it is what it is. Were you frustrated about the no-call on the other end? I think, you know, it is what it is. So I don't want to get uh, my mind like my money, so I'm not going to say whatever.
0: I love it. I like my money, so I'm not going to say too much. Uh, Stephen A., do you think that ejection was too much for Jokic? Absolutely, it was
2: too much. That That is a travesty. A travesty. Listen, I was at the in-season tournament in Las Vegas and I was walking in the hallway with a couple of officials, man, and I'm like, look, man, y'all got to stop this. We ain't coming to see y'all. Now, Jokic, let's... I'm a black man. Let me put this out on Front Street. When that man said... I've heard language like this used on many occasions. What did Jokic just say? The same thing could be said by other people, and it's not a technical foul. I know and Wendy knows that man is telling the truth. There's a lot of brothers in the league that use the language that he used. It's a tech, doggy. It's not an automatic ejection. It's not an automatic ejection. Huh? That's right. MF. He used the word MF. The point is, <laughs> amongst other things. That's right. <laughs> but, amongst other things. but I'm saying to you, they've been used by many other players. And I'm saying, none of them deserve to be ejected object, uh, from a game for spewing, uh, you know, curse words and stuff like that. Give them a tech, tell them to watch their mouth or else. And then you go on about your business. But here's where I'm riled up, doggy. The NBA has become a global iconic brand. The Serbian populace in Chicago, for what I'm told, is pretty thick. It's not an accident that he's there on that, on that particular night where they're celebrating Serbian heritage. It's not an accident that he's on that schedule. You think the NBA made that schedule and arranged for the Denver Nuggets to be in town for you to eject him over that What about the audience in attendance? What about you just finished talking about the fans? If the fans matter so much that they're tired of the Draymonds of the world, if they're tired so much, all right, about this player, that player, well, what about the one they ain't tired of? What about the former league MVP? What about the reigning NBA champion? What about the guy that's considered damn near universally at this moment in time to be the best in the world? You're trying to tell me on a night In the United States of America, in one of the top five markets in the country, in Chicago, Illinois, with Serbian heritage being celebrated that particular night, you're going to suspend him with all of those folks in attendance because you are upset that he cussed at you? No regard for the fans whatsoever. This is the problem. Now, if it's not the league, it's the officials. If it's not the officials, it's the league or it's both of them. You've got to do something about this. You cannot have this kind of nonsense taking place. Those people came to see Nikola Jokic. They yeah. did not come to see the officials. You cannot do that. Abby. I totally disagree.
1: Oh, you've got to be crazy. You cannot use that language. He even said he crossed the line. you got to get kicked out of the game for that. No. You can't do that Tag. anywhere in sports. Will you say that to an official like he said? He said himself he crossed the line. That's right. And if you That's cross right. the line like that, there are some officials who might let it go, but some officials who might toss you. And if That's you ridiculous. cross the line and put it in the official's hand, you deserve to go out there and get kicked out. And you're making a big deal about the officials got to keep an eye on Serbia night. How about him looking at that way? How about him saying, geez, they came to see me. We're the world champions. I got to keep myself organized tonight, not go crazy and say something stupid. So how about blaming Jokic no. for saying what he said no. instead of blaming the official no. for throwing out. No, you gotta have some decorum. Oh no, give me that! Don't, don't give that nonsense! I think you got a oh, 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 no, Stop, on, it. stop. Oh, you You're, stop it. You're, You're crazy nuts. with this! You're well, I'm to say something like hey, that not, what,
2: what did, did he, he say? say? What did he say? He said, "Quote." He said, "Quote." Other people speak this way. To the referees but, all the time. And
1: some That's get thrown saying. out, and some don't. It happens they Did not get thrown out for it? Well, how do you know that? It, they, because we see you're them. Get them because of we see them getting t- Yeah, how about that? Yeah. No. How about that? You, I kind of know. I kind of know. you know. Listen. Listen. these. The two of them. It usually involves two techs, not one tech, and you're out. That's a magic word, Steven. You Come know on. that. I'll stop, I'll stop you it. use that word it. in any shape way, or format is a magic word. And if Jokic is so concerned, and if Stevie Smith, who's down in North Carolina, is so concerned about the I'm Serbian here. night here, in here, Chicago, which, by the way, folks, he had no idea that it was Serbian night in Chicago. But if I did you're it. Yeah, I did it. you're so wrapped up in it. Did it. How about Jokic saying, you know what? Let me be <laughs> in my best behavior tonight and make sure I don't do something stupid to get thrown out of the game when the fans <laughs> hear. You came yeah. to watch me. All Go right. ahead, Wendy. <laughs> Look, I
4: saw I saw Bull Durham when I was a kid, and I learned the line that's supposed to be the line that you're not supposed to cross. Uh, that was an education from that movie. He did not say that word. I have Stephen A., how many times have sitting courtside in the NBA have you heard that word? I hear that oh, word man. in pregame warm-ups. Yes. Uh, it, it, it is not inappropriate for the, for the uh, referee to give him a technical foul for that <laughs> word it is inappropriate for him to give him a one technical ejection. Now, I was watching the Cavs-Celtics game, which, by the way, was an awesome game. I didn't see what might have transpired in this game that might have led up to it, but I will say this is the second time in the last couple of weeks that Jokic has been ejected. I mean, this guy is the best player in the world right now to absolute top of the game, and he doesn't seem to be getting the same level of appreciation from the officials to get a one-tech ejection for saying that. Also, I think, Don, has been ejected on Slovenian Heritage Night. So the standard for, for that has already also been set in the NBA. Well,
1: I'm surprised in this, in this world of uncivility, especially in sports and officiating and everything else, you know about these harsh shows with these officials and this guy runs down to court and says that and you're right. going to let him get away with it and not toss him? I completely disagree. technical I mean. foul. A technical
2: foul. No, that tech. doesn't do anything, a technical I foul. Yes, it would because another one would get him ejected. You give him a warning. Okay. That's you know, a warning.
1: You don't get a warning for that word, Steve. Oh,
2: please. Oh, okay. stop. I, I, you just, we just told you Malt we hear it all the time. One you know, You got, got You were oh, talk fat Rob and all of that. I'm i guess, i get the fan. I'm a civil one. I'm a fan. Oh, I'm civil I'm oh whatever. A fan. Really? I don't throw things. Please. I don't, you're spell. Spell. You're I don't civil. yell. you don't You don't have to. You don't yell. You don't yell. You don't yell. Please. How can you sit and defend
1: him on this? The both of you, Wendy, I'm surprised at you. Oh, Please. Ridiculous. Done? Yeah, I Are am. You finished. Yes. Sir. Illinois
0: ten. has the largest Serbian population in the U.S. Coming up.
1: He should have thought of that before he said something.
0: Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails: your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just <laughs> skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
5: Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details.
0: All right. So this season has not gone as planned for Bill Belichick and the Patriots, who currently have the worst record in the AFC – at 3-10, Belichick spoke this morning and was asked about his future in New England. Let's take a listen. Do
3: you have an understanding that Robert will not ask you to be back in the next year? Yeah, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. That's what I'm doing. I
5: understand well understanding that you're getting ready for Kansas City. Have you and Robert discussed your future beyond this season? Getting ready for Kansas City.
0: My guy, never break character, always stay on brand no matter
3: what. Love it.
0: All right, Stephen A., yeah. does Belichick even have more to prove?
2: It's not that he has more to prove. It's that he, it's time to go. Okay. It's time to go. Um, I would tell you, if he has anything to prove, it's that I can actually be an elite coach without Tom Brady. Good luck with that. Because without Tom Brady, he's a less than 500 coach. Now, his last year, a couple of years or so in Cleveland, before Tom Brady and New England had ever come along, he had them going in the right direction. Let's give credit where credit is due. Nobody would sense would question the football acumen, the brilliance of a Bill Belichick as the coach. Jeff Saturday, speaking to you directly, I am not here, nor would I ever question the greatness of his coaching. I'm looking at the guy that made the decisions on personnel mm-hmm. and your coaching staff. I'm looking at the guy that wanted Jimmy Garoppolo there and was willing to push Tom Brady out the door prematurely. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the guy that hasn't been able to find a quarterback since and hasn't been able to develop Mac Jones. I'm looking at a guy that drafted Mac Jones out of Alabama, Mac Jones was a Pro Bowl player, and then the next year you give him Matt Patricia and Joe Judge as offensive coordinators, and I'm saying that's the guy I'm looking at. I'm looking at that guy that brings in Bill O'Brien, and even though we respect Bill O'Brien and we know he knows a thing or two about quarterbacks, the fact is, look at the development of Mac Jones. It's pretty much going nowhere. It's it's nosedive. Those are the things that I'm thinking about, and then I'm thinking about the fact that, again, I know on very good authority that Tom Brady, when he decided to leave, if Bill Belichick had said, I wanted you to stay, the New England Patriots believed Tom Brady would have never left. Yeah, Bill Belichick refused to do that. Don't tell me ego's not involved. We'd bring up ego if it were the player. How come we can't bring up ego when it's the coach? All of those things taken into consideration. The last part that I brought up is the most important that's why he has to go. See if Tom Brady just retired and never had departed and went to Tampa and won the Super Bowl, well Tom Brady's retired. right. This man has won six Super Bowls with us as a, for us as a coach. We're going to defer to him. he knows what he's doing. We'll be patient because he's earned it. But you pushed the golden Boy out the door you put you you pushed the, you know the, the adopted son out the door. That's the unforgivable element of Bill Belichick in Foxborough and the entire Massachusetts area. They ain't getting over that. And that's why it's best for him to depart and to go to another franchise and show his greatness. Go to to Los Angeles and coach Justin Herbert once he gets healthy because it damn sure don't need to be Staley. okay? Do that. But in Massachusetts, Mm. again, if he hadn't gotten rid of Tom Brady, that's different. But to be the guy seen as who pushed Tom Brady out that door,
3: they ain't get, they'll never get over that because he ain't Tom Brady. You know what? That's actually the best argument I've heard. About, I'll be real with you. That's the best argument I've heard about Belichick and, and the time to move on. Because when, when I think about Belichick, I think in two ways. I think of him as a coach and a very successful, the most successful coach in the NFL. And Tom Brady gets a ton of credit and deservedly so. I played against those Patriot teams for a number of years in AFC championships games in 03. I mean, you know, from from basically 99, we were in AFC East, and then we moved into big games that we played almost every season. Their defenses were legit, like Hall of Fame legit teams. They didn't just win because of Tom Brady. Correct. Now, as, as Tom Brady stayed there, their offense got more prevalent or, – or, they, they, they became the feature of the football team as a – their defense was still good, but they were, they, they were what everybody came to see, right, because of Tom Brady. So my, my gut would tell me if I was Robert Kraft, I would allow him to stay if he would just be a coach. He has shown you he cannot be a general manager. He cannot manage both. It's manageable when you have a Tom Brady – because Tom Brady takes so much off your plate as a head coach. I mean, listen, I lived it with Peyton Manning, right? Like when he came into it, when he came into a team meeting, you didn't need a coach. Like we had great coaches. I'm not trying to, but. We didn't need one because when he walked in, everybody sat up straight because they knew he was going to hold you accountable. That's the same as Tom Brady. And I know because Colts coaches ended up going to Tampa and coached with him there and won Super Bowl there. So I know what type of teammate he is. I know what all those things are. The, the, the part that you're talking about, though, with the fans and probably Robert Kraft would be the Brady situation. And that can, can they get over that? Because I still think he's an incredible football coach. It's just a matter of would he be willing to defer to someone else making and picking players because he has not – it's not – listen, Mac Jones hasn't played well. They don't have a – I mean, I, I'm not trying to bash, but they're not good. They're not good. They're not good, uh, roster wise. They're not good. Like before the season, we knew this was going to be a bad football team. I didn't have any expect, this was, n- their roster wasn't good. There was nothing that scared you about anybody on the, and their defense is still balling. This year they're balling. So, it just shows you, right? Like sometimes you can't do it all, right? Well, they need an out. They need
1: a quarterback. They don't have one. You learned that last year. You got oh. a quarterback. First off, Belichick was funny on Saturday with Game Day with the helmet. Yeah, the Navy. the Navy. Yeah. yeah, And he actually said, "Coach, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take a page from your book." And he put the helmet on. He's got such a personality. He yes. you let you see it once in a while.
2: Yeah, he does. He does. He's got. He's I got good personality. Very nice man at Celtics games. He's that. That's absolutely better that, than did, what he is. Yeah, as no doubt. That's, that's
1: the point I was going right. to. Tr- now, to Steve's point, he's won one playoff game in his career without. Yeah. He won one with Testaverde when he was a Browns coach. So he's only won one. Now, he's going to coach because he wants that Shuler record. Right. It was About 17, 18 wins. He's going to want – he loves history. That record means something to him. So he's going to coach. I'm with you. You can't have him be the general manager. And what are you going to do? You bring a GM in New England? He's going to respond to him? Right. He's not going to do that. So he's going to have to leave New England to go somewhere where he's going to have to take a little back seat because he's going to have to understand that he's there to coach, not to pick the players. Yeah. yeah. And that's a big shot to his ego. Right. we will see if he does that. Now, the one thing that Steve says that it's a great job he did there with with Brady, and who knows, maybe Belichick didn't want him there. You got to be fair on one thing. Brady was old. He was 42, 43 years of age. They had a bad playoff game against Tennessee. You could make the argument that maybe it was time to split with Brady and let him go somewhere else.
2: Only comment that I would say this, and I'm in all seriousness, doggy. The fans in Massachusetts don't have to be fair. They love Brady. Yeah. yeah. You pushed the golden child Probably did. out. Right.
0: Guys, if we That's keep going, we're it. not gonna be able to do this. Oh, we gotta segment. listen
2: to me. Oh. Okay, yeah. Oh we gotta get it.
0: Uh, yeah. is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call one 800 DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Hey, I'm Molly Karam and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, The majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot well, It's time to check in with our angriest of all the dogs. Really like these freaking great-
3: it's my favorite thing on television.
0: The disgrace!
1: He's always blaming somebody else! The man, Shane Let me finish! What's the matter with the scab? That is absurd! Where did with that! The scab Now! No! What? What's up? We're playing out loud, Play better football! Now that going me nuts! Me! I can't hear you, guys! Start it! They took my headset off! It's not a smart play. I'm worried about your blood
0: pressure. this fine program called First Take. You know, this is my favorite segment yes. of the week Go. when Christopher Mad Dog Russo Woo. tells us why he's mad. Air off those grievances. This is a safe space and you can vent freely. It, first off, anybody watching The Crown?
1: No, Everybody killed The Crown? The Crown is great! Ooh. Have you seen it <laughs> yet? The first two episodes of Lady Died. My
2: youngest daughter has been begging me to watch it.
1: Oh, it's great! And they got killed! Nonsense! Lady Whoa. Died. Whoa. Dottie, The court witch. It's been phenomenal! <laughs> That's number one. Okay. (laughs) Number one. (laughs) Number two. I love the crowd. You know what? This is for PJ. Call this How about the San Antonio Spurs?
3: Mm. Fat Rock!
1: They never win a game! And I got Pop, who I love, chastising the fans for booing Leonard at the free throw line like we're better than this. Hey, Pop. Win a ball game. Okay? Oh. <laughs> Win a game. Oh. I know you won some championships. It's a long time ago. And Tim Duncan has retired. So is Ginobili and Tony Parker? <laughs> Win a game! Oh, my God. They're terrible. They've lost 15. Was it 14, 15 in a row? It's- Look. they ever won since and he's got Womayama for crying out loud and one other thing on that no more combination no more comparisons to Kareem Kareem went to Milwaukee when they were the worst team in the league they won 50 something games this rookie year Number one, I'm 100% right. Don't argue
6: with me. Oh, oh, oh. You're 100% right,
2: but here's the issue. Here's two, two issues. Number one, that happened weeks ago. Number two, they've lost 17 straight. Number three, Detroit's lost 20 straight. They're yeah. 44-48, dating back to last season. Good heavens. I didn't take Detroit. <laughs> That's why he's not mad.
3: That's why he's mad. Why he's mad. <laughs> he took them. He thought they were going to get off the side. Nope. That's one.
1: Uh, all right, two. Two. Stop at the wheelbarrow. Okay? The Dolphins, who were outplayed for 38, 40 minutes, they were terrible. And I've had enough of Tua. He is so overrated. They're not Tariq Hill, they stink. They were awful, awful on Monday night. And they made a couple of turnovers in the fourth quarter. They got the punt, and then they had the interception early in the game, and then they had the bad pitch to Henry, and they scored two touchdowns, and they were up 27-13. And that defense is so excited, they're doing wheelbarrow dances. in the meantime, Will Levis, who was, was at Kentucky, will and not basketball, Will Levis, oh, first time up. since 2016 it's happened in the NFL, that's 500 and some games, goes down the field twice and scores the touchdown and then gets the ball back and goes down the field they win the game 28-27 they allow two touchdowns in that span of time that is a disgrace Miami is supposed to be this big time team and in between the two touchdowns Tua goes three and out and they run the ball twice with McDaniels who were comparing to Paul Brown that is a loss as I've ever seen. They were terrible in the game. Somehow they had a 27-13 lead, and Vic Fangio, who was not Buddy Ryan, that defense went down to... That from Tennessee went down the field twice, and they scored the touchdowns to beat the Dolphins in a huge game in Miami. And yes, <laughs> Fat Rod made me take Miami to- <laughs>
5: That's, That's number you You're good wrong, day. Mad
6: Dog. You're wrong. You do. Wrong. That defense is terrible. First of all, first of all Matt, uh, Tua, not overrated. Oh, yeah. not oh. overrated. Oh, yes. Stop yes. it. Listen, Cam Newton. Throw <laughs> oh, down.
3: Okay. We'll,
1: <laughs> down. We'll
6: be discussing. And, All right. comments. and what do you you hate end zone dancing now? You hate
1: it? Oh, the come little? on. If you end zone dance, you know what I can't stand, the end zone okay. dance? When they go end zone dance, they think they made a big play, then there's a turnover, or there's a replay, or there's a penalty, and yeah. they <laughs> make it their time yeah. in the
3: end zone. That's, you ever see that? I see it. I said, Listen, they were celebrating because they were up 14 and it was 700 and something games yeah, in a row. That they had not, so they felt like they felt like the win was in the bag yeah. so they could dance a little bit. Okay. They were just trying to win celebrate the, game the win. First. Okay. That
1: was a they were premature. They were money. premature. Oh my God! Was that bad? And you, win you, win you, you lost. This? You tried oh my, to you, 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 you doubled down. What that was, was that? was so oh, I got another one. Doing great. Can you imagine what Elgin Baylor is doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> how about <laughs> oh How about Jerry West? <laughs> oh my gosh! The God. logo. The logo. How about Gail Goodrich? Look him oh up. Oh Look up. Happy Hurston. Happy Hurston. Jimmy McMillan. All right. Paul Gasol. God rest his soul. Kobe. We are going to drink champagne after we win a regular season tournament. First inaugural in the locker room. And then to top it off, they got 18, 19 banners. How many championships? 17. 17. And they're drinking champagne. And then they're going to raise a banner to the rafters in L.A. for winning this inaugural tournament are for championships and retired numbers. (laughs) They're not for a four-game series in the middle of November, and I'm not knocking an inaugural tournament. Silver did a great job of it. I'm not knocking it. But you got to have a little perspective here. The the Lakers are the lands of West and Bear and Wilt and Kareem and Jamal Wilt and how about Pat Riley? Think Riley liked to see that when he was in Miami watching that freaking put the banner up? Pat must have flown up when he saw that. (laughs) You think magic like that? <laughs> How about Worthy? <laughs> that is a
3: disgrace. The dog is all play. one. Look at this. <laughs> He's are all one.
1: You <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. And you tarnish that with the banner from the inaugural Challenge Cup? God, help me, please.
6: <laughs> not Number the three. Lord. Not and the And you Lord. know I'm right. I think you're overreacting. <laughs> oh, my God. no.
2: I'm not. Uh, We know. We know. know. (laughs) Here's the point, though. It's the first. It's just that's all it is. It's in other words, the inaugural tournament that's going to be around here for decades, probably. The first to do it was them. That's all. That's all it says.
6: That the you know, first. Like it's a participation trophy. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Man, dogs. Why that's do you hate that fun? kind of energy? Yeah. You hate. You hate to see people having a good time. Listen, I don't. Bother. I hate
2: history. This is history. That the in-season they, tournament is not. It's not.
1: not a, like this, Stephen. Come on. You're going to compare this. No, to the. Uh, no. No.
2: Not To the 71, 72 legends. No, it's, it's not a comparison. The only thing you're saying is the tournament exists for the first time. And we won that tournament. That's but, all.
0: But Stephen A. That's all. Stephen A. I, yeah. Look at me. Should you hang a banner for that?
2: No. Well, if you're the Los Angeles Lakers, should you have six statues outside your a stadium? But they do. You do. You, you're trendsetters. Oscar De La Hoya has a statue.
0: Okay. Let's
2: uh, not get off. Right.
1: I'm just right. saying.
3: Okay. But I'm going to say this. Exactly. I don't mind the celebration. Like I don't mind them having fun, enjoying it. Right. Like you, you, you play yeah. hard. You. The the banner is, Is but I would say the NBA probably, the league probably asked them to go all in
2: and do the banner. Even if that were not the case, at the end of the day, if you're the Lakers, you're the trendsetter. Yeah. You do. I mean, you got 17 right. banners. Yeah, yeah. Listen, real ones. It might
3: be real banners. That's why. Yeah, that's, that's not a If you didn't, that's have, not, any. You didn't that's have any, have any. That's that's not, a, you
0: know, that'd be a problem. But, no. but dog, at yes. the end of the day, no. let's be honest, were you into the in season tournament? Because I was into it. Yeah, I, I, I was into this the other night. I, I, I yes. watched Saturday night. Yes, I did. Did you bet money on it?
1: No. Yes. I didn't know I Wow. You are lying. You are lying. You are lying. You are lying. telling the truth. You know still be
0: Full things can
1: be true, right? Full things can be true. Admit you know? right now. A stop, it right stop being the moderator and take a stand
3: for once in your life. <laughs> no, I don't.
1: Take a stand. No, I don't. don't. Stand. What happened do you know was
3: what you I had your money stand. on the Dolphins. The Dolphins is 100% right. You had your money on the Dolphins. You it couldn't play. You couldn't, it well, you you couldn't play. You couldn't, baby. That was a
2: tip. It it on okay, national television. You bet. You bet on it. Season tournament.
0: No, he did. I did not. I swear I didn't. Who was he going to pick? He didn't know what to do. I did not. I did not. Because you didn't know what to do. I didn't
3: bet. That Rob didn't help you. (laughs) That Rob didn't help you.
0: (laughs) Hey, hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week. And you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod.
5: Visit one First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel.
2: Yeah, Lamar Jackson, obviously Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Brock Parody, like but Brock, let's they're not winning because of him. He's not turning the ball over. He's managing, He's managing. the game. And if we were to put that in its own right. As game managers, hmm. this may ruffle a lot of feathers, but it's honest. Brock, Parity, Tua of valoa Jared Goff, and really, Dak Prescott. Hmm. These are game managers. They're, they're not difference makers. And when you say game manager, I'm not asking you to go out and win the game. I'm just asking you not to lose. Not to lose the game. Exactly.
0: Okay. Uh, Stephen A., I'll come to you first. Do you feel like Kim's comments were out of bounds there?
2: I just think he's wrong. Um, you call it out of bounds all you want to. Uh, I'm wondering whether or not he's watching football uh, because Dak Prescott is not a game manager. Brock Purdy, to some degree, could be perceived as that. But the level of accuracy with which he's been throwing a football and how he's been spreading it around, you can't say enough about him. But when you look at Dak Prescott specifically and the way that he has played, when you look at Jalen Hurts, the way that he has played, there's no question. I wouldn't associate game managers with any of them. And in terms of Cam Newton, I have an obligation to let the audience knows this. Of 31 quarterbacks with a minimum of 3,000 pass attempts over the last 20 years, only two have completion percentages below 60%. Cam Newton is one of them. Now, Donovan McNabb is the other, but we saw Donovan McNabb go to five NFC Championship games. So obviously, that's, uh, we, not going, we don't throw that aside. But Cam, running with the football instead of throwing the football efficiently, I believe, respectfully, when you're calling somebody a game manager, if they are, what did that make you?
1: I think Purdy's had, what, seven straight games of 70% completion rate? And the all-time record is Joe Montana Mm -hmm. in 1989 at eight. Mm -hmm. It's hard to say he's a game manager when every time he completes a pass, it's 70% of the time. And how about his offense? He gets everybody involved. That's not fair. Out of line with that. Dak, you know, he's an MVP candidate. He's got a lot of weapons. McCarthy's done a nice job. He's not a game manager either. I think Steve hit it right. I don't know why. Maybe he's trying to get attention. Unfair. Both those guys have had great years. They're not game managers.
6: I think what Steven said, it, I question if he's watching film. I think that's number one for me. Because of all seasons, for you to say Dak Prescott is a game manager, uh, Purdy, we were talking about two in the MVP conversation. If Tyreek Hill was not on his team, he might be the standalone MVP candidate on his own team. That's what bothers me about this. And Cam Newton is saying this from home. He wants to be on an NFL roster. He thinks he should be an NFL quarterback, but in this season, 2023 of all these backup quarterbacks that we are now seeing thrust into starting roles, these teams were not calling Cam Newton. And again, what my frustration lies in his comments today, that doesn't diminish Cam's career. He was a former MVP NFL offensive player of the year. I was there. I covered him in the Super Bowl with the, with the Carolina Panthers when they're in San Francisco. Like I, You've seen this kid ball out and Cam, of all people, should understand when people have tried to undercut what he did on the football field and make it about other things. I think that's why it was so frustrating to hear Cam say this, because he's diminishing guys that clearly, of all seasons, you can't diminish any of them.
3: Cam Newton's
2: been in the league 11 years. He only completed better than 60 percent of his passes twice.
1: That's a good stat. Twice. Yep. You can't be knocking quarterbacks about game managers when you didn't have a lot of completion percentage numbers in your career. It's 100 percent right. And I tell you, Purdy, I don't think he's going to win the MVP because they lost to the three games and Williams and Samuel are out. But you can make a case for Purdy. Guys had an incredible year. I mean, the Niners are the best. And by the way, as we end here, you are not beating the 49ers in the postseason. That team is so good. They're so
2: much better than anybody else. No one's beating the Niners, including Dallas. Nobody's. I do believe the San Francisco 49ers are going to win a Super Bowl. They're too good. Really? If they stay healthy.
0: Who do you think is going out of the AFC?
6: Buffalo. Oh, my preseason. Stop it. That's a good pick. My Look at you. Pick was the, Ravens over 49ers. And that's a good football. one. You might get that one. preseason. So i right. that. sneaky that. Buffalo. Buffalo. Really?
0: Uh, I'm take change. a little stand. I'm nice job,
1: Learn. Take a stand. Take a stand.
0: My job is to not take a stand.